This is the Purple Pillage with Neil Roberts and Lee Bakken. The Pillage starts now. And welcome to another edition of the Purple Pillage. I'm Leif Bakken with Neil Roberts, but first... Don't forget about Four Bears Casino and Lodge located four miles west of Newtown, North Dakota. They have got some great events coming up in the near future. Check them out at fourbearscasino.com to get your tickets to some of the great things coming up there. Neil, I think today's show we're going to structure it a little differently, but look at that Dolphins game. We're going to talk about the big hoopla that's being caused uh, with all the cuts and people coming in and out. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about our player of the week, and then we're going to talk about the Saints coming to Minneapolis and a lot of things going on, so not much yeah. time to talk about it. Let's talk about what happened, Neil. The Vikings kind of fell apart to the Dolphins. Well, keep in mind it's basically third-team guys on both sides of it, so it's not like your first team went out there and got embarrassed, uh, which happened in the San Francisco game on Game 3 a little bit. But uh, So this was a lot of you know Leaf second and third guys uh, on the roster, and you know who's going to emerge, who's not going to emerge, putting guys in different situations to try to make those last picks maybe for a, from a special team standpoint. So that's a lot of what was going on. Obviously, the Vikings would have loved to win the game, I'm sure, but it wasn't like again, it was their first team against the first team. So that's what we saw that night, uh, Case Keenum going uh, most of the way and then turning over to Mitch Leidner at quarterback then and so we got a chance to see the former gopher play a little bit. Again, none of the starters saw the field for the Vikings by and large. So one of those types of games was merely for evaluation and trying to keep the starters healthy going into game one against the Saints. When you go 2-2 two and two in the preseason, Neil, that's not too bad at all. And a lot of teams across the league did. Right. And some of the games that you really wanted to win, like game three, they came back and won. And those early games, the, the game four is probably the most insignificant, again, just because mm-hmm. you're trying to keep guys healthy and you're not projecting anybody there that might be subject to a starter role trying to figure out your reserves so yeah I don't think a lot of people throw that out the window but you know I know Zimmer likes to win each and every game so getting a couple wins there I think was important let's talk about the big cuts that happened between the Vikings and a lot of other teams that have really affected what's going on Uh, we kind of predicted some of them here on the Purple Pillage and uh, that includes Alex Boone, Will Sutton uh, getting cut, a few other guys. But it's making a big impact on the Vikings and the rest of the league. Yeah, and like you said, that shuffle will continue over the next several days into that first game, even into the second game and early in the season as injuries come about. You're right, we did call a few of those. We anticipated Boone probably getting cut. We anticipated they might keep an extra D lineman compared mm-hmm. to a year ago, and they did. Stephen Weatherly making the team was kind of a surprise for me. Will Sutton getting cut and Dayton Jones going to IR, you know, enabled uh, Weatherly to, to stick to that 53-man roster. So, yeah, lots of stuff like that, Leaf. You know, the Vikings brought in a new corner. Uh, they uh, traded a seventh-round pick to Seattle to bring in Tremaine Brock, who started, I believe, every game for the 49ers a year ago. Graded out really well, got into a domestic issue, got cut by San Francisco here a couple weeks ago. The Seahawks got him and now traded him to the Minnesota Vikings, so he'll be wearing purple and playing a pretty significant role, I'm guessing, in the secondary. Another guy was Sloter, who's a quarterback who came from Denver. They put on the practice squad. That's kind of a big impact unless somebody decides to snatch him away. Right, and, you know, they really went hard after Sloter, a guy that caught some real steam this preseason in Denver. 
uh, Northern Colorado graduate, uh, coming off a pretty good senior season. Obviously wasn't on any team's major radar because he didn't get drafted, mm-hmm. but he showed really well, had a great preseason for Denver. And get this, I think the minimum for a practice squad player is usually $7,200 a week. Well, the Vikings have agreed to pay this guy 20000 bucks a week. That's what brought him in. Denver wanted to keep him on their practice squad. Several other teams were in on his services too, but the Vikings won out because they just went to pay top dollar. Now, if someone really wants him on a roster, obviously they could open uh, up a spot on their 53-man roster and pull him away from the Vikings. But until then, he's wearing purple. He played well that fourth preseason game and obviously leading into that game as well. Let's talk about our player of the week because he made a big impact on yeah. this cut as well. Brought to you by HBRB Construction for your trucking needs. Player of the week, Neil, is going to be Eric Wilson, who kind of made a surprise for both of us as a rookie. The only move that really surprised me on cut day was when the Vikings cut Edmund Robinson. That mm-hmm. one surprised me. When you and I were in Mankato, you know, he was being talked about as a possible starter at that point. And he had a good preseason. We just checked out the stats. He was among the leading tacklers. But the guy that led the Vikings in tackles through the preseason was Eric Wilson, an undrafted free agent out of Cincinnati. Wilson, in my view, surprisingly stuck and a guy like Robinson gets cut. So with that, we'll go with Eric Wilson for our Player of the Week. Thanks to HBRB Construction, sponsoring the Player of the Week, as we move on and talk a little bit about this game against the Saints. Going to be a big day in U.S. Bank Stadium as Peterson comes back to Vikings territory. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's a little nervous on both sides of the ball, I think. As am I. I mean, I really hope the Vikings <laughs> show up that. They've had some problems on game one of the season. I remember a couple of years ago, they got blown out by San Francisco, of all teams. It only went on to win a couple of games. The Vikings went on to make the playoffs that year. With some rough patches leaf during the preseason, the Vikings now take on one of the best offenses in all of football. Yeah. So Drew Brees comes to town with Michael Thomas, Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, Kamara, an impressive rookie out of Tennessee at running back. So they've got plenty of athletes on that side of the ball. So it'll be interesting. I think the Vikings might match up okay. And from there, we'll just see what happens. I really like back, you know, and Zimmer, when he first came on board, they used to blitz that fifth guy quite a bit. So I'd like to see that trend really come back in the fold this year. I mean, it's great when you can get pressure with four guys. Adding that fifth guy, you have to really limit how much time Drew Brees has. Otherwise, he's going to find somebody. Well, that's going to be all the time we've got for this episode of the Purple Pillage. Thanks to Minot State Beaver Hockey, who open up at Mesa Arena in Minot, North Dakota, September 15th against Oklahoma University Sooners. For Neil Roberts, I'm Leif Bakken, and until next time, pillage on.